Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your hosts, Sean, X-Pac, Wolfman. Hello, X-Pac 12360 fans. Welcome to a brand new episode, Action Pack Today. Let me tell you what's going down. We are on Westwood One. Thank you for joining us. We'll be covering the week's top pro wrestling news. We have not one, but two guests for you today. Judas Draven and Ryan Nemeth will be joining us. Not only that, but we, of course, will be covering the passing of Bruno Sammartino. And you know, we got George Napolitano going to call in and we'll chat with him a little bit about that. But first, let me introduce you to the crew that's hanging out with us today. My name is Christy, just Christy. And on the couch, we have Jimbo. Welcome back. Thank you so much. So good to have you back here. I am very happy to be here. What social media handle are you rocking these days? Uh, still Jimbo in the booth. All right, Jimbo in the booth on the couch. And a young lady I just had the pleasure of meeting today. Hello, Denise. I know, it is so awesome. I can't believe we're finally getting together and meeting up here. It's awesome. Anyways, but you guys can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Love it. Johnny LaQuasto. Oh, I get the last name. Thank you. You do. I, I thought we were doing the Stuart Smalley protecting anonymity thing. But uh, hey, guys, how you doing? You're not as cool as Madonna or Cher. I'm nope, sorry. Never. And of course, the man of the hour, the one you've all tuned in for, the legend, Sean X. Pop Waltman. Yeah. You're the only one I let do this. I'm so over getting smoke blown up my ass. <laughs> but I'm so happy that you're back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. And I'm glad everyone could tune in for some insider commentary. Yeah. <laughs> what a handsome voice that is. I wonder whose voice that is. I don't think that's any of your damn business, Johnny. Uh, fair enough. Oh. oh, I'm so sorry, Mark Donica. Hi, Christy. Hi. I, for- I forgot about you. Since uh, I most see people you. do. <laughs> tear, tear. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Hey, so anyways... Um, I woke up this morning, and the first thing I saw when I looked at my phone was the legendary Bruno San Martino pest. And uh, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, because I, if I start now, I'll get too too off onto that subject. And we have other things to talk about, too. So um, um, anyways, I thank you for coming in, Johnny. Honored to be back. Thanks. I'm happy to have you. It's good seeing you at WrestleCon in yeah. New Orleans. So. Yeah, well, that was a great time. There was just way too many people there. If that, if if you could say that about something like that, it was so many people that people couldn't even get shit done. They were trying to get done a lot of the time. I've know? heard that from everyone. Who was yeah, there. yeah. It was. It wasn't the greatest venue for WrestleCon, was it? I think uh, the Sugar Mill was a phenomenal setting for the live shows, yes. but I think you're right. I think the conference center was a little too small because WrestleCon has become such a massive event now yeah i felt like all the superstars like all you guys were so boxed in yeah and then you know 
And on top of it, the the escalator going up was broken. Sure was. Yeah, and the vent was on the fifth floor. So that was always great. I ended up on the twentieth floor. <laughs> I got lost three. <laughs> I got lost three times. Those elevators were not conducive to doing actual so, elevator things. Yeah. And you don't have wrestler knees. No. Well, I'm lucky. Very fortunate. I don't even have. Well, I actually have one wrestler knee. I didn't have wrestler knees for most of my career. I worked on that wrestler knee one time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was I was in a red carpet rumble, mm-hmm. championship wrestling from Hollywood, and I'm a big Willie Mack fan. You know that. You guys oh, yeah. know that. I've known Willie since he was a kid, and so uh, I he eliminated me. And when he did, like I just took this huge bump to the floor, and my right knee was already gone, and so then my left knee was gone too. You know what I ended up getting? A shot of cortisone. The first time I ever got a shot of cortisone in one of my joints. That was the first time. It was great. It worked immediately, Johnny. Good. Yeah. Because when I, that, right after that happened, I was, I thought it was done. I remember I ran to the back after we got off commentary and I was like, I saw the way you fell. I was like, oh, yeah, it was brutal. So luckily it worked out. Yeah. Anyways. um, Hey, Christy. Yeah. um, We might as well get into some news, huh? Let's do it. Yeah. Break it down. Xbox 12360. I have to say, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry we shut it down because I have to say this since it's been so long. It is now time for the Xbox 12360 News of the Week. Break it down. Right. Xbox 12360 <laughs> Wrestling News. <laughs> I love it. Sorry that was so, that wasn't very smooth to me. That's okay. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, let's start with this is from Variety, so it must be true. ESPN and Fox Sports have teamed up for the UFC TV rights. Now, this is super interesting. We all know that WWE airs on cable on USA Network. UFC has had a home on primetime for quite a while. And now ESPN and Fox have teamed up to get the UFC rights. The two companies have proposed to split the UFC packages. So this would bring as many as 15 fight events to new subscription streaming service ESPN Plus. Well, and Johnny, I think you have some inside dish on some of this, right? Well, I, I do know that Fox might be making a play for Raw and SmackDown in a couple of years, but mm. this is obviously a big move for them because they've they're trying to drive as many people to FS1 as possible because digitally, if you go to foxsports.com, it's essentially just videos driving you to television. There's not a lot of original digital with Fox Sports anymore, so they need something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that I, I it just popped into my head just now is the part I forgot is like, is anyone forgetting about Fight Pass? Hmm. That's their that's their online that's that's UFC's. They already have like an online. Uh, like an on-demand. Uh, what do you call that? Over-the-top subscription service. service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And I'm just wondering, like, how that's gonna, uh, how that's gonna affect ESPN stuff. Well, I think that's part of the reason why ESPN wants to get UFC so much. It's because they want to put like their smaller cards on their streaming yeah. services to kind of, I guess, you know, add more content and right and whatnot. And I think they're talking about like almost like four hundred million dollars that UFC could be getting for hmm. you know, for their content. So those are some big numbers. So I feel like this would be like a smart move for UFC just because. Look at the number that we're talking about. Yeah, rumored. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 300 to 400. You're yeah. exactly right. So, so, you know. But Fight Pass, like, you didn't even really know what that was when I just said that, did you? I've heard it before, but I, I don't really delve into UFC as much as other people. So It's definitely no WWE network, that's for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> well, do you anyway. think that's why they're making a deal like this? Because that wasn't working out? I think so. I Well, I don't think that's the the reason why, but I think that's, I think, I think that's, I don't, how do I say this? 
I think that it affects that. I mean, I think that you know, if Fight Pass was killing it, they would. It might be you know, sure, might be not talking about this right now. I don't know. I don't know enough about it actually. Well, let me tell you just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, this deal would provide premium live event content for the their this article is calling it the fledgling yes. ESPN Plus service that's not currently available. So ESPN Plus launched just last week. It's four ninety nine a month, and there's a mixture of content there: baseball, hockey, kind of anything a sports fan could want. Four ninety nine a month. That's cheap. Four dollars and ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure that that one out. I mean, we all know ESPN has definitely had their struggles the last couple of years. They've lost a big chunk of their audience. They're they're trying to figure out who they are again. And when you turn into Sports Center, it's it's not what it used to be per se. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think, you know, essentially television is struggling in general because yeah. a lot of things are digital. So they have to go with what they think is going to bring in the money. And UFC doesn't seem to be waning anytime soon. <laughs> right. So and and so Fox and and uh, uh, Fox and ESPN are going to end up having to work together. Kind of work together a little bit. And I think that's the way of the future, Johnny. I think we were, we were talking about this before we, we went on air and you know, the, the days of, uh, they're the, they're the competition. We have to destroy them. That mentality's over with, yeah. you know, unless someone's coming at you like that, that's not how it works anymore. Like, right. I mean, it's, and it definitely is not how it should work. Like the people, I mean, there's enough, there's enough uh, pieces of the pie out there for everyone to have a, a, sl- a slice. Sure. might not be a huge slice, but anyways, and what else is going on, Christy? <laughs> I'll take one she slice of pie over said. no pie. What kind of pie yeah. are we talking about? Depends on what kind of pie. Is it Alamode? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. House of Hardcore Lucha Underground and Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's not Impact anymore. It's TNA. No, no, wait, it's not TNA anymore. It's Impact Wrestling. Whatever, whatever. I, I'm sorry. I wasn't allowed to watch any other thing but NXT for the last year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and for the details on this, I turn to one Johnny LaQuasto. So this actually, it all happened at WrestleCon in New Orleans. Um, yeah, Alberto Patron did not show up for the Lucha uh, Impact combined show, which everyone knows at this point because he's been released, fired, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so on the fly, they made up a main event. It was Austin Aries, Pentagon, and Phoenix. They tore the house down. And I guess during this weekend, everyone got together. Tommy Dreamer, Impact, whoever was there from Lucha Underground. And they decided, you know what? Let's work together. It's for the best of the business. And at Redemption, their pay-per-view this Sunday, it's an amazing card. But not only will you have a House of Hardcore match featuring Tommy Dreamer, you're going to have a Lucha Underground match specifically featuring Aerostar and... Drago. Drago, thank you. And then the main event's going to be Austin Aries versus Pentagon versus Phoenix. And so... I think if, if you love wrestling, I think it's a great buy. Because, I mean, pay-per-views aren't, like you mentioned earlier, Sean, they don't do as well as they used to. But if you yeah. want to support professional wrestling and support people working together and trying to make a living, I think it's a beautiful thing to see these companies working together. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And also yeah. the thing about that is that people were seeing, well, what was formerly TNA and now Impact was going... I guess you can say like through a downward spiral where people weren't giving it the right opportunities that it deserved. But honestly, so speaking of the WrestleCon show, that was the like one of the shows that had the most people mm-hmm. and they really put on an incredible show. So I feel like Impact is getting back up there to where they're getting the, uh, I guess you can say a better reputation, whatnot. And Austin Aries is killing it right now as a champion. He is just doing like amazing stuff. So I think having both of these companies, like Johnny said, 
work together is honestly like really good things for both Lucha Underground and for Impact because they both needed it. Do we know any more about that? Like who actually got together with who? Like I mean, is that a uh I, I mean, do, who from Lucha Underground was there? Well, I do know at House of Hardcore, um, when Aries hit the ring, and I, I think they may have aired this, he said, you know, a lot of people don't know what happens behind the scenes, but last night at the Lucha Underground Impact Wrestling Show, you know who was in the back helping everybody? Tommy Dreamer. Didn't have to be, but that's the kind of guy he is. It is the kind of guy he is. So Legit. I, that's, how, that's Tommy Dreamer. I think it was just everyone, when you, when you have the right group of people who like each other, you say, why don't we work together? Maybe yeah. it's simple as that. I don't know. Because there are plenty of reasons why, why people should. I mean, we can always find reasons why not. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I prefer, like, these days to think about the reasons why we can. That's you what you know? have to do. With, with yeah. the way things are, it's hard enough to make a living, so why don't we help each other yeah. out? That's and I'm all, and I am 100% support for, for Impact, for Ring of Honor, for, you know, for any of these companies out there giving people work. And Ring of Honor set a record, 6,200 people. Yeah. Biggest uh, live event they've ever had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I think that was because Cody came on our show. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. They, they yeah. actually said that. Yeah. <laughs> well, his match that. with Kenny Omega was <laughs> one of the best of the night at the Ring of Honor show. Yeah. And like, I think that people had certain expectations for it and it definitely exceeded, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that TNA originally started with weekly pay-per-views every Wednesday for like $10. Mm-hmm. And now they're kind of going back to, well, that worked for us back then. Maybe it'll work now. And instead of a divide and conquer where all of us are working, trying to become number one, we'll work together. Yeah. And then we'll become number one. The thing one. is, is it didn't work for them back then. That's why they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> the TNA pay-per-views? Yeah, really? they didn't. It didn't. Until they got the Fox Sports deal, and then they got on Spike, but that was the only way to watch them. It was the only way, but it didn't work. Mm. It cost them shitloads of money. Okay. So, right. I mean, it's just the way it was. I mm. mean, they, they had to have, you know, um, Panda Energy come in and buy them. I remember, because Scott and Scott Hall and I were the ones that talked the Carters into actually buying TNA. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's something we That's a of. story. Yeah. Hey. I've told it many Noting times. Noting that yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Well, and presently TNA is doing better than ever. Their uh, their ratings last week were the highest they've been nice. in a very long time. Yeah. Yep. And I'm happy for uh, for Scott Scott Diamore and um, and Don, Don Callis. Callis. Yeah. It's nice to see Don. You know, I like Don. I liked him when everyone hated him in WWE. I was like, <laughs> why did I hate this guy? They they hated him when he was the Jackal. Yes. Anyways, Weird. I guess... But I got to meet Scott that weekend, an awesome guy to talk yeah. to. Yeah, really cool. They were also... I spotted them at the New Japan show in uh, Long Beach, so that was pretty cool to see. They were just hanging out, watching the show, having a good time. Well, because Don does commentary for New yeah. Japan. Yes. On the their streaming network, so... Yep, Kevin Kelly and Don Callis, they do a very good job. Excellent job. Mm-hmm. Well, from... Literally every other wrestling company back to WWE this week saw a superstar shakeup on Raw and SmackDown, which had the United States Championship going from SmackDown to Raw and then ending up in the hands of Jeff Hardy and going back to SmackDown again. So Jeff and the U.S. Championship are on SmackDown. Also, our friends Absolution have been moved to SmackDown. Samoa Joe, Big Cass is back and will be on SmackDown. There was a ton. Oh! One of my favorite debuts on Raw, Drew McIntyre, yeah. former NXT champion, yeah. has teamed up with Dolph Ziggler, and they are no doubt going to be an incredible force over there on Raw. Is there anything that like links Ziggler and Drew McIntyre? 
at all? I was trying to think Not about so that last night. No. Doesn't matter. I still dug it. Yeah. 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 Seems like a good pairing. Yeah, Drew McIntyre looks in good shape. Oh, <laughs> just amazing. This is the physical therapist in me talking. I yeah. can't believe how fast people are coming back from injuries now. I mean, Cass and McIntyre, a normal person they would not be back. And all of a sudden, they, they not only do they look amazing, they're actually able to compete. It's, yeah. It baffles me. But I guess that's when your full-time job to go to therapy three to five that's days right. a week at least. Exactly. No, yeah. I, I'm to say that I am not surprised because this is Drew McIntyre. And I, having had the pleasure of working with him while he was the NXT champion, I have never seen someone who just cares so much. Awesome. Yeah. Just cared about carrying the brand, about being the role model as the champion, about being the face that people want to come and see, about ticket sales, just just every aspect of him taking that responsibility. As the when champion. he was in studio, that's a that's exactly uh, that's exactly the impression he gave me. You know, I mean, I, I knew Drew a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. seen him around and, and that, but never really, uh, except when people come on on the show. A lot of times, I never get a chance to have a real in-depth conversation with them mm-hmm. so um yeah i anyways but yeah it was great seeing drew um samoa joe on on, yes, SmackDown, on smackdown that's cutting huge. that vicious promo on roman reigns how was that at all any good for roman i thought it was great for joe that's yeah. what i want to know i actually want to ask you about that what's the psychology there do you i think? have zero clue no? whatsoever <laughs> None, and I have not. I have a lot of sympathy for Roman Reigns right oh, now. Oh yeah, maybe the idea Tough is that spot. we've heard that pay per views will be back together, or mm. maybe there'll be more of a mesh between Raw and SmackDown on the pay per views now. So maybe they want to keep that heat between the two of them kind of rolling a little bit. I just, I regardless of if that's what they want to do or not, like the fact that that's how they did it, it was just like, what? Yeah, I don't have an answer. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a ton of call-ups in addition to Drew McIntyre. And then let's piss the people off by like teasing like they're going to fight and then walk away and then come back and walk away again. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Anyways. <laughs> well, the Iconics, Billy Kay yeah. and Peyton Royce, a far overdue call-up in my opinion. Their new home is SmackDown Live. Also, No Way Jose, former NXT Women's Champion, Ember Moon, former Tag Team Champs, the authors of Pain are all on Raw. So. Yeah incredible to see those folks there after watching them day after day yeah. work hard and seeing what they put themselves through that to see them get that moment is just unbelievable what about amber moon Oof. she I, I hate to sit here and be like oh my god everybody is so great but she's so great yeah. she's she's someone who this is her lifelong dream she had multiple tryouts. It was a long road to WWE for her. And even when she got there, she struggled a bit. You know, when she first arrived, it was still the era of the model, the valet, the, you know. Sure. And And I think. I could see her getting overlooked really easily around right. there. And actually, Absolutely. I spoke with her um, at Radio Row at WrestleMania. And she mentioned she was, she lied about her age. She started wrestling when she was 17 in Texas, I think. I think I want to say with Booker. Mm-hmm. At Correct. least for a long time, she wrestled with Booker in reality of wrestling and, and other companies in Texas. But that's how young she wanted to jump in. And so it's been a long road, I think. But. So but she, they bring her in, and I don't think there's any mistake on whether they're going to push her or not because, I mean, who the hell? She, she, the first night she was in, yeah. she beat uh, Alexa Bliss right in the mm-hmm. middle of the ring. And aligned herself great. with the champion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The question is, which show is R-Truth really on? <laughs> hey, if he doesn't know, how are we supposed to know? God, he's great. 
And is it Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday? Who knows? That was hilarious. Well, I think Sean has a little message for all of you who wear contacts oh, out yeah. there. You wear contacts, don't you, Chrissy? I absolutely do. I was just put I in just... a fresh pair this morning. Was I... Was I supposed to tell people that? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's I wear late. my glasses a lot on social media, mm-hmm. so I think the cat's out of the bag. So, <laughs> so anyways, there are a million things demanding your time. Contact lenses shouldn't be one of them. That's why we're excited about a great new company called Simple Contacts that is making the process of renewing your eye exam and buying contacts. Well, Simple Simple Contacts is the most convenient way to get your contact lens eye exam renewed and stuck up on your brand of contact lenses. Get this. Instead of taking time off and spending hours on the doctor just to renew your eye exam, you can now do it online in under five minutes. This is vision care for the 21st century, folks. Yeah. Here's how it works. Take a quick, self-guided vision test from your phone or computer. It's reviewed by a licensed doctor in 24 hours. You receive a renewed eye exam and reorder your brand of contacts. If you have an unexpired eye exam, you can use them too. Just upload a photo of it or your doctor's info and order your lenses in minutes for a great price. They do all the hard work for you. Buying more contacts has never been easier, and why should it be hard in the first place, right? That's right. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's why Simple Contacts was created. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses, and their prices are unbeatable. Plus, the eye exam is just $20. Compare that with an annual appointment, which can be up to $200 without insurance, Christy. Is that what it costs I ain't for got you? that kind of cash. Mm-hmm. Sure uh-huh. does. Shipping is free. And best of all, my listeners get $30 off their first Simple Contacts order. To save $30 on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com slash XPOC or enter the code XPOC at checkout. I want to mention that it's now it's not it's not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam you still need those occasionally but this is the most convenient way to renew an eye exam and to reorder your contacts thank you (laughs) thanks for that christy again check out simple contacts and get 30 dollars off by going to simplecontacts.com slash xpoc or just enter code xpoc at checkout save yourself time money and a headache with simple contacts all right. Yeah, I'm convinced. All right, then. I want bad vision now just so I can get contacts. Yeah. You made it sound that good. Yes. Well, folks, in addition to the news of the week that we've just delivered, we are all aware that the legendary Bruner San Martino has passed away today at the age of 82. And legendary photographer George Napolitano joins us now to discuss Bruno. Hey, George, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hey, George. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, and, oh, anytime. And sorry, sorry, I wanted to have you on the show. Uh, I was thinking about having you on the show if you, were, if you were willing to come on. But, like, this is obviously a really sad occasion to be doing this. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on, George. How, anytime. How, how long? Hey, how long did you know uh, Bruno? Let's let's start as a fan growing up in yeah. Brooklyn, New York. Italian, <laughs> Italian. I used to watch wrestling, and Bruno was my hero. 
being a, a young Italian kid from Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, I used to watch him as a kid. And then I remember being at Madison Square Garden as a fan when he defeated Buddy Rogers in 48 seconds, May 17th, I believe, 63. I was a fan. And wow. then, then after that, I got interested in music and the Beatles and girls and everything else. And I kind of dropped out of it until 1970. And that's when I started photographing, photographing for the magazines. It was 1970. So it's almost like 49 years. Wow. It's, it's like mind-boggling. So how old did I know him? I mean, I, I seen all of his matches, 70s on up uh, against Stasiak and Koloff and Sabisco and the cage matches, everything. With Stan Hansen, I've seen everyone, everyone. The one the one that I just watched earlier was, was Bruno versus Ken Patera, George, and what a great match that was. Yes, yes, and I, if I remember correctly... Really bloody and vicious and hard, really hard. Yeah, and 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 you know, George, I grew up down in in, in Tampa, uh, you know, for the championship wrestling from Florida territory. So I didn't get right. Bruno. I got Harley. I got <laughs> I got Ric Flair. Um, and so, Briscoe. <laughs> yeah, and Jack Briscoe. Uh, so I didn't have a true appreciation for Bruno until not that many years ago, and and I'm sad to say that. <laughs> Uh, and well, go ahead. That's, I'm sorry. that's the way it was. There was no other way to know it. Honestly, the only way you knew about what was going on is uh, through magazines. Yeah. And if you were lucky enough to get different TV in New York, we got TV from Florida. So I saw Dusty and all the guys and Kevin and that on TV in New York. But other than that, unless you were able to see it, you didn't know what was going on. And 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 the thing that's is. Why, and you know, I always just had this uh, this this mentality that okay, you know, our guys were way better world champions than the WWF guys. Uh, you know, the Harleys, the, the Flares, the Briscoes. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I go back and I watch Bruno, he was great. I mean, he yeah. was so good in <laughs> just about style. every way. Yeah. yeah. It was a different style. I think your NWA guys were more wrestlers. Yeah. And they did more holes. Whereas uh, in New York, WWF style was more of a brawling style. Bruno was a brawler. I mean, really, a lot of kicks, a lot of punches. I mean, he could wrestle, obviously. Yeah. yeah. He but, was uh, really he was really good at throwing those kicks and punches. And the fire he had yeah. was, on, I mean, it's like, yeah. on, it's to this day, like when I look at, at the way people fire up in the ring, like, go back and watch how Bruno does it, or how Bruno did yeah. it, because that's how you do it. Yeah, that was his comeback. It was great. Like, he would get all tense, and his hands would come up, and he's ready, and he's ready. And then he'll pummel you. I mean, it was, it was something. Yeah, it was something. And, I mean, uh, and when, did, when did they decide to take the belt off of Bruno? Well, at, or, at some point, why? he got tired. Yeah. I mean, he was champion for seven years, from 63 I want to say till 71. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a long time. A long time to be on top and to travel and to do what he did. And he got tired. That's supposedly what the story was. And uh, and it was a different world then. Nobody yeah. had these talk shows or nobody was smart. There was not those sheets. Sure. You didn't know what was going on. And it was, it was kept to, to itself. 
Nobody really knew why he stopped or what really happened. Sure. And the only thing I heard from Arnold Scullin, he was the he was his pseudo manager. He used to drive him around, take him around. Was that Bruno really was hurting because almost about a month, a year or so after I started taking pictures, Bruno stopped, and I told Arnold one day. I used to that I used to love Bruno, and I really want to see him. He said, "You'll see him again in a couple of years. He needs time off." And that's what Arnold told me. And those that's rings, all I knew. Really. And George, those rings that Bruno worked in every night were hard as a yeah. rock. Oh my God, those yeah, rings were well, hard. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't padded. <laughs> it was. It was a ring, solid. Wow. It took a solid, a solid hit, you know. And, and, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say to, to put it into perspective. No, I was going to say, and 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 then uh, when you said about the rings, I, I thought of the time when Stan Hansen tried to body slam him, yeah. didn't hold him correctly, and he ruptured the vertebrae in yeah. his back. Brutal. Go ahead, I, I think what's amazing for me, you mentioned, you know, you saw him win the title in 1963. You fell out of it yes. for a little while. And then got back in in 1970. He was champion that entire time. To put that in perspective, that's yes. unbelievable. Yeah, he was champion that whole time, and then he was champion uh, a couple more years after that. And then he had, uh, I believe, a three, four-year run after, when he came back after uh, defeating Stasiak, I think, uh, at the time. And then he had three, four more years until he said, I can't do it no more. Yeah, and then... Until he went to, then he went to Superstar. And then, yeah, and then we saw, and then we saw, if you go back and watch the old All-Star Wrestling uh on mm-hmm. the, uh, in the vault section on WWE Network, uh, then we saw uh, Bruno co-hosting with Vince McMahon on on All Star Wrestling. Yeah, that was later. Uh, Might have been eighty and and so on. That yeah. he was the host and their and their yellow matching yellow jackets, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, and Bruno had that Bruno had that sweet ass perm going on too back then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. A lot of guys had. Yes, that. He did. I remember Billy Robbins. Billy Robinson even had one of those. Anyways, uh, yeah. so so hey, George, yeah. can we, can you talk about uh, the falling out that that uh, that Bruno had with with Vince and WWF? Well, he just didn't like the direction that they were going. The way I understood it, he didn't like. Uh, he thought it was too sexist, and it wasn't the wrestling that he knew. Right, it wasn't what he knew. And he just didn't like their direction. And and then, too, he heard, uh, he had a deal when he came back. So part, the, everything is, uh, again, what I've heard. Yeah. Um, he, had a deal, he had a deal when he came back that he would get a percentage of the houses, the gates, to come back as champion. Yeah. And somebody then told him that he wasn't getting the right cut. And mm. when he found that out, he went ballistic. And, and then he didn't want nothing to do with Vince. So and that was one of the reasons that kept him away because they were they were at odds over how much he should have earned that he didn't earn when he came back. So so some of it was over over the the behind the scenes business stuff as opposed to okay guys being all jacked yes. up on steroids uh yeah. different things yeah, like that. Yeah, he, he just didn't like he didn't like the the steroid yeah the whole era that he felt that he was getting beat. So he yeah. was he got it from a couple different ends. Yeah. And to clear things up, his problem was with Vince Sr., whereas Vince Jr., years later, did settle with him and kind of clear things up. Right. Vince, yeah, Vince Jr. did settle with him, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Vince is Vince. Vince Jr., Vince Sr., it was the same family. Yeah. And so, and, say and, that, you know. and, and George, 
I remember when I remember yeah. okay when when the Hogan era started and they were still trying to you know feature Bruno a little bit like I saw matches like he had like a Boston Garden with Randy Savage and and stuff with with Roddy yeah. that was really really good still. Yeah, he was still he still was in shape and he was always in shape. He used to run miles. I, whenever I would see him, I'm still running, and he would go out every morning and yeah. run and stay in shape. Yeah, he was and, always in shape. And he. But he was in a different kind of shape. He wasn't in a Tony Atlas muscular shape. Yeah. He was in a uh, hey, solid. He was solid. Hey, George, do you remember, were you around, or was this before your time, when he when he fought the orangutan? I'm sorry, when he fought who? The orangutan, the monkey. No. Nope, nope. It, it That's one of, the, one of the, my favorite stories I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, no one can. Anyways, I thought maybe you had some insight on that. <laughs> was, it was in a cage, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope. Hmm. So, a, hey, that I don't know, George. Sorry. And what about what about his relationship with his son David? Oh, very bad. Yeah, still. What, they were on. They were, they were on the outs. I mean, uh, how how would really started and nobody knows he was he was with david i think at wrestlemania one yes he was in david's corner yeah he was in david's corner wrestlemania one then he was in a battle royal in wrestlemania two but he was with david and and then so, something happened david could not live up to being bruno's son sure he just didn't have it he was, he was smaller not as muscular but uh he was he was good for his size but he wasn't Bruno's size. Yeah, and you could and, tell David was trying to be like his dad, and he was like, yeah. you know, trying. I think he was even using steroids and and, and trying to be the most the the, oh. the powerful, you know, the power yeah. wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, and if you see pictures of him, he got really cut. Yeah. But Bruno was with David, and they started a rival promotion with Mario Savoldi, but it, it never really took off the ground. And David was one of the guys, that, and Bruno was with them too. At that time, was that ICW? No, that, that actually, I, I forgot the name, but it was with Mario Savoldi. Uh, okay. And they were they were trying to get pounds in New York, and they got a couple, and they were on some UHF stations, but it never hit. Yeah. Never really got. So, there. did they have any talent besides Bruno? Yeah, well, Bruno Bruno's name got a few of his sure. few of his friends. Got got a couple of the, got Johnny Valiant and, ah, okay. uh, and I think if I remember correctly Larry Zabisco was was amongst it and that's what they were building off of the feud Bruno and Larry. Wow, and I was just I, I um when when they when Bruno finally agreed to come back and and be inducted in the Hall of Fame at Madison Square Garden, uh, actually a lot of people don't know this, but if Bruno didn't agree to that. DX was going to go into the Hall of Fame. That was serious what? talk about that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Juicy. Yeah, and I was so happy. I was so happy to see uh, Bruno reconcile with WWE, George. That was yeah. that was so yeah. That was, yeah. That, was uh, that was in New York, right? Uh, yeah. About four years ago, I believe. 2014, 18, yeah, about four years ago. It was in New York. And I also think, if I remember correctly, Donald Trump was there. He was. And Schwarzenegger. Yep. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who inducted Bruno. Yeah. And, and uh, years and years before that, I remember going to a bodybuilding competition 
with Bruno, and him and him and Arnold were the were the hosts, uh, the hey, judges hosts. Hey, was, was Scott Epstein there? Scott Epstein was there. I, I, I used to take pictures of Scott to something called Pro Wrestling Training. Yeah. Or Wrestling Training Illustrated. That's it. Wrestling Training Illustrated. And Scott wanted to get in, into wrestling, and he didn't know he didn't know what to do. So I kind of helped him, even though I was having my own magazine and stuff, and I did a lot of pictures for him. Some people are going. Stuff. Some people are going. Who the hell is Scott Epstein? Scott Epstein was what would represent like Bruno and superstar Graham, yeah. and like you know personal appearances and things like that. And I got to know Scott, well, and he was a wonderful you know, human see, being. Scott, yeah. Scott's father-in-law was Dan Laurie, the bodybuilder. That's right. That's the connection. Yeah. So, anyways, rest in peace. And Scott passed yeah. away a few years ago, and that was really sad. And, uh, anyways, um, I was I was fortunate enough to to actually get to know Bruno a little bit and have some conversations with him, and I'm honored. And he was such a wonderful guy, yeah. and he was really, really super nice to me. And you know, I mean. Uh, he didn't really have that much of a reason to be other than just being such a great guy, you know? So generally, generally he was a very outgoing, really nice person, you know, quiet. And, but he didn't do the boss scene and he didn't go out after he just did his own thing. Yeah. He didn't, uh, he really didn't indulge and go out to the bars like, like, like the others did after all the matches in New York. And, and, you know, like, I, I mean, I, People that uh, that know Bruno's story, he when he, he was like he was very sickly as a yes, child. He got made fun of. He got bullied. Yes. Um, yeah. And the fact that yeah. he was able to build his body up into being like one of the strongest men in the world and drug free. Mm-hmm. And and when he says that, yeah. like he's one of the people that when when he says it, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he had a different body, a different physique, and it was a different time. Yeah. So that was that's how you train. Yeah. I mean, that was a whole, whole different, whole different time, whole different era. Yeah. I mean, every today, I mean, uh, everybody's cut the same mold. You can, anybody could be anybody else. Yeah. In my thinking, I mean, I'm not saying that I like only the old time wrestlers, but it's it, it's too too much of the same thing to me. Because yeah. I remember seeing a Wolfman and. <laughs> And all kinds of crazy people and George hey, Steele and hey, so what George, George P, some, some people will yeah. say, well, you know, yeah, Bruno was this or that, but it's because, um, you know, he was Italian and Italians drew, you know, money and, and you know, ethnic, you know, people drew money in, in, in the Northeast, you know, back at that time. But here's the thing. Um you know, and Dom Danucci was great, and there's a lot of other great Italian guys that weren't selling out Madison Square Garden. Right. Yes, Dominic couldn't, but Dominic was a good mid carter, and he'll tell you he was good where at his at his position on the card. But then at at that time, wrestling was more ethnic. Who followed Bruno was Pedro Morales, yep. Puerto Rican, and that's and that's when the crowd changed to all Spanish. Yeah. And. Uh, and that's why they called. That's why they called Terry Bollea Hulk Hogan was for the Irish people and and Backlund. You no, know, I, I saw that. I saw that in the Andre clip, and I didn't know that. Yeah. But I do know that they got Bob Backlund because they wanted to go all American. 
<laughs> they wanted to draw yeah. Americans. Hey, did you know that yeah, like so Eddie, Eddie Graham was trying to push Steve Kern on on Vince Senior for to be the champ? Yeah, yeah, yes. Instead of Backlund, but Anyways, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, though, Backlund came from AWA, but he was in Florida, and yeah. Eddie gave him a good endorsement too. Yeah, That's sure. been why. So, hey, um, I just I appreciate you coming on and talking to us about the one of the true all-time greats. I mean, um, uh, hey, yeah, Bruno San Martino. I mean, like, lost, yeah. Thank you. We thank lost, you, George. Uh, we lost a hero. It was, you know, they want to say end of an era. It really is for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people, it's an end of an era. So. Well, George, what is one of your favorite pictures you've ever taken of Bruno in all your years of shooting photography ringside? Um. Well, I have this one pose that that I got in with, with his belt, obviously, and have it on my wall. It's it's not anything special to anyone. It didn't happen in any specific time. It was just a picture that represented Bruno. It was really nice. Him holding his belt, holding it out for me, and I have it on my wall. That was my favorite Bruno photo that I that I did. I mean, like I did the picture of Andre with the four girls. That's one is that's my yeah that's one of George's famous photos. very iconic photo yeah that's the one I know yeah Keith Lee is but I had nothing with Bruno like that yeah hey George I appreciate you coming on and yeah. talking to us about Bruno and um and I hope to see you soon I hope to see you too and anytime uh, we could talk again I. I love the call. Just appreciate it. I'm, I, Thank I'm, you, man. It's, it's always great to see you. Right? You too, you're, you were my, I, I told you before, you were my my son's favorite. From the, uh, <laughs> uh, thanks. Thank you, George. George Napolitano, everybody. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, George. Bye-bye. So let's take a break right now. Let's take a break. We will be back very shortly with Lucha Underground's Vibora and Ryan Nemeth. Hey, Xbox 12360 fans. I just wanted to tell you two ways that you can support the show to help it grow. First, if you've ever wanted a shout-out, a surprise message for various occasions from me, all you have to do is visit celebdm.com slash Sean Waltman to request a video today. Not only does it support the show, but a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Second, visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. That's the only place to grab shirts with the X-Pac 12360 logo, Wolfpack, or many other designs. If you pick up a shirt, make sure to tweet us using the hashtag X-Pac 12360. That's CelebVM.com slash Sean Waltman for a personal message from me, X-Pac. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman for X-Pac, Wolfpack, and X-Pac 12360 gear. Thanks for supporting the show. Now let's get back to it. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360. Couple guys joining us now. One is a wrestler, author of Hard Body, How to Be One, and an actor. He has a film getting tons of festival buzz right now called Daddy's Boys. The other, you know him as Vibora on Lucha Underground. And if you're also watching Big Brother, he placed fifth on season 17. And last season on Lucha Underground won the Trio Championship. Please say hello to Judas Draven and Ryan Nemeth. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, and also, uh, when when I had my only match I've had in the LA area and who knows how long yeah. at bar wrestling it was with these two guys that's right yeah you were a tag team or you were against I them? was te- I teamed we, with we I teamed with Jews yeah. and uh, we were 
Working with uh, Joe. There's a lot of people in that Joe, one. Ryan, EC3. Ryan, EC3. Ryan, EC3 uh, JTG was there. Brian yes. Cage. Brian Cage. Cage. Yeah. Yeah. We did a sweet spot where um, <laughs> where I come in and blow my comeback and Cage reverses me and gives me a pop-up and I do a sweet drop kick oh, on yeah. Ryan. Yeah. And somebody caught it midair and they thought I like got all that air by myself. Yeah. And I, did, <laughs> I didn't like argue. <laughs> yeah, I didn't argue with anyone. No way. So, Dang, yeah, you almost hit the roof on that Thank one. Thank you for that, yeah. you guys. Thank Making you. Making me look was, good uh, out there. A huge honor. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So yeah. you hey. did hit the roof in that place, didn't you? Did you put your head through a ceiling tile there? Yeah. Yeah, Brian Cage threw me through. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That was the end of the match. Uh, that one felt good. Hey, well, yeah. no one's gonna do that to you here. Don't worry. Oh, thank God, I'm hurt right now. So I gotta be careful. Hey, and and last week. Jimbo, I wish you would have given it to me before, while we were on air. Like I would have showed everyone the the drawing that Ryan made of Lula. It was I'm glad you like that. It was so great. She loved it. She's a beautiful dog. Yeah, yes. it's it's hanging yeah, up so. at, at, at my house next oh, to my awesome. next to my picture of uh, Tommy Smith, the guy that holds his hand up like that, and the Mexico City won the gold. You know, nice. with the black glove. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's next to that Sweet. picture. All right. So, uh, you guys. There's a show coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I right when I say May six? Close, upside down. Nine, nine, <laughs> May nine. <laughs> we were in the ballpark. Yeah. So it's May 9th and it's here in Hollywood. We're doing it uh, yes. at the Hi Hat, a concert venue. Uh, it is called Nuclear Heat Wrestling. Yeah. And we're trying to do something different. We're trying to. Uh, we have a great network of friends, a lot of talented people, and we wanted to kind of pull them all together. Mm-hmm. And raise money for Dogs Without Borders, which uh, is an amazing, accomplished uh, dog charity. It's actually a charity, and they help foster, find homes for, foster, and vet, and give medical help to all the stray dogs around L.A. And they partner with a couple operations overseas, too. And it sounds like that they're right up my alley. Perfect. Yeah. Which yeah. is probably yeah, exactly. why you yeah. guys got in touch with me on this. <laughs> we thought you might <laughs> think yes. it's cool. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of too many... Uh, more worthy causes, mm-hmm. at least as far as I'm concerned. You know, uh, who's going to be on the show? Well, so far we have uh, Taya Valkyrie. She's going to be nice. um, a big part of it. Uh, she's really big into the dog charities, as you know, yeah. from seeing her little uh, Presley, Presley dog gets into yeah. it with. Uh, <laughs> after that little altercation, we have them have a match. Yeah, Lou, Lou versus Presley. Yeah. Speaking of which, Lou's yeah. right by your feet. I she got it. away from yeah, me. She's all right. <laughs> um, she's going to be on it. We're both going to be on it in a capacity. For me, I got to do you know a little tag match. Yeah, with Super Panda, who I was my who's my roommate, who also tore his bicep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming back from one of those. Tore his bicep. Um, trying to operate this cell phone ordering <laughs> tender. Something, oh, yeah. No, no. Too much swiping? Way too much swiping. It just, yeah. The tendon seized up on him. Uh-huh. Swipe right too much. And Seen it's... it too many times. Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely an epidemic out here. You gotta be careful. Um, if so... you're waking up and by 7 a.m. you're out of likes, you have, there's a problem. You're addicted. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, but so they're gonna be on it. Uh, P.P. Ray, Peter Avalon, and Ray Rosas, they're going to be on the show. Uh, Brody King is going to be on the oh, show. Brody King. Brody oh, King. Great. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's going to be there. Also um, a dog owner. He's rescued some dogs. Some of his pets are rescues, too. Oh, it's, make sure he wears black trunks. <laughs> that's, a, that's just, anyway, that's an inside oh boy, story. Geez, Sorry. I got some ideas. I want to know uh, more about that. <laughs> Does someone want to tell that story? All right, I'll just tell you yeah, real quick. Right, tell Brody, he just, all like, like, most people have to wear cool gear, like, but he has this cool yeah. shit on his body already, just like you do. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, do very visual, like, yeah. And then he was wearing these crazy 
trunks with some weird ass pattern i'm like what are you doing man like you already have all the cool stuff you need on your body like just put some black trunks on yep ah. and leave it at that on commentary i call him the mosh pit mechanic because he literally <laughs> looks like he can get into a mosh pit and just systematically yeah. destroy everyone in a mosh pit and i i Ooh. i was a man i like when i first time i saw him at championship wrestling from hollywood i was like okay i, I i'm a fan of this guys they need to push this guy yep and uh, they like him yeah. around uh, in the independent scene. We went now, to see right? his yeah, band yeah. play. I went with Sandow to go see. His, he has a he's a singer of a hardcore band. Really? So we went to go see him play uh, somewhere in Van Nuys. I guess they play mostly on the East Coast. But there was a local show. We made a point to go. Awesome. And he said, "You guys might want to stand like over here by the speakers." And I said, "All right, but why?" And he goes, "Trust me." And I was like, "Okay." So we're, <laughs> so we're waiting for it to start. As soon as the first note hits, people were. Spin kicking themselves in the face, punching yeah. themselves like someone got knocked oh out God. and carried out. I was like, "All right, cool. I don't nice. want to be around." It was just going insane. Oh wow. God! Is that yeah. like a thing? That's that's what moshing is now. Is they just oh. spin yeah. around with their fists open, hit each other, and yikes! Jump off the speakers and drop kick each other. <laughs> I couldn't. Was, all teenagers just killing themselves. Hey, there. so this is totally off subject, but it, it just popped into my head. Like I so I went and did this thing at Second City Hollywood, and it was you. It was the right. flying, yeah. the flying yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck. Yeah, and I was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I you were. You were awesome. Yeah, great. but I know what I could have done if I didn't eat two hundred milligram TKO before I came. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. Like I thought I was just coming up to host and say, "Hey, everyone!" Oh, da, 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 da. No, you did great. It was, people loved you. Oh, I've seen thanks. one of those type of shows with your brother Dolph Ziggler. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, when you guys did it, and that's a mm-hmm. lot of pressure, Sean. I, I, it, it yeah, Lula I, with them and a little was, baby carrier. Yeah, there was zero pressure until I actually walked out on stage and saw like Joey Ryan in the crowd, this person in the crowd, <laughs> and all these people. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> what am I gonna do? So well, you told a great story about how you and Lula met each other. And I, you know what? Awesome. Though I could tell that story in my sleep. <laughs> People love it a million it. times. Ryan, when you're booking wrestlers for something like that, do you give them all the? Do you try to give them all the details and let them know what they're really gonna be doing, or is it like, yo, just come? It's no biggie. Well, it's tricky because you want them to know that there really is no pressure. Whatever you talk about is fine. Yeah. But then some other people. Someone, someone else will freeze out there and just not know what to do. So you like me? Yeah, nah, you did great. Because then we, uh, well, you made a point of saying you guys want to just stand with me out there. And we're like, yeah, sure, that's cool. If that makes yeah. you comfortable, to... it's kind of like I have a whole bunch of people in the studio right now. Yeah, <laughs> makes me it's like a security blanket. There you go. Supporting <laughs> cast. Now I get it. I think my yeah. favorite thing you did in the improv show was use Lou as a drug dog sniffing, yeah. oh, sniffing yeah. bags oh, at the airport. That was a funny little skit. Oh man. That happened. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it was great. If you were, if you weren't there, it was one of the greatest improv shows of all time. Top, there you go, Flying top, Chuck. Yeah. Check it hey, out. Hey, okay. So last night I ran aqua- across you got you and your brother's flat Earth <laughs> skit, and it's great. Thank I you. I wish we should have played it on. Uh, yeah, we should have played it. You know what? It's I'm trying to get that uh, to see what interest level there is in that. We're, we're playing with the idea of flat Earth. We think it's kind of funny. And the danger is now these flat Earth people, because it's getting some traction, you know, and some people are getting mad saying, how dare you mock our views, become more educated. I just figured some of them would actually not realize you're mocking them and actually go, see? Yeah. Some people, we've had that reaction too, yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about 2018 is people get mad. How dare you use satire in something that's (laughs) intended to be funny? You can't be comedians. Don't do that. I thought it was a serious thing the whole time. I didn't know you guys were doing satire. There's this character that we've, we've invented this guy... 
this fake CrossFit guy named Piper Jackson. Yeah. We've been using you. You're part of this. That's, uh, we we've been uh, <laughs> using him as our fake little CrossFit guy on Twitter for a while, and then I thought I want to bring this guy to life, and so we spent a few weeks shooting a few videos, and we'll release them periodically. But I got uh, a lot of guest stars. My brother was the first one in there, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty funny. I hope it people is. Like it. it is because. You even said if you if you think this is funny, retweet it, and I wouldn't have retweeted it. Trust me. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, retweet from you is it's it's huge, it's, right? It's hard to get. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's big it's, time. It's, it can alter your whole life. That's where we're at. It altered Piper Jackson's life. <laughs> Piper. So people can see it on your social media, Ryan. Yeah, it's all over. Recommend? It's all over my Twitter. Hot Young Briley, uh, Piper Jackson. We're trying to make this guy happen. He's got a lot of followers. He's got like Fox News followers. Wow. Uh, I think Cena and Daniel Bryan and those guys follow him. I think it's kind of a guilty pleasure because he ta- he's like such a crazy CrossFit guy, but then also flat Earth and like yeah. the, the, the drinks only river water, real river water. <laughs> real river I can't water. remember some of the people <laughs> when I retweeted it that I saw liked it, like from other like walks of life oh, that sweet. are famous people. I saw it. That's great. Yeah. I love that. So I swear to God. <laughs> Have you ever got into the Flat Earth Society website? Because I was when I first discovered the whole that people were actually like into this. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to see what you their idea. Know, right? yeah. Can I can I jump on board? Can I be fooled? So I went on there, and they were like, basically, their sole premise is that it's a feeling. So I was like, that's a pretty like oh, interesting. I, I will say this: there's a strange resemblance of CrossFit Jackson and Piper Jackson to yourself. I've, I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, you know. I use, you're probably. I think better. it's a, in the right light. If I had a bandana. Yeah, I'd you're more bandana. handsome, but pretty Thank close. You. Yeah, Thank he's, you. he's probably read your book. No, no. <laughs> That's what it started. <laughs> oh, what geez, I want to know is if flat earth, if the earth is flat, what, is, what has been the goal over the last few hundred years of trying to tell everyone it's, is it globe, big globe trying to make money? Like what, well, they sell those globes in the airport, man. What would the trick be? Like, why would we be trying to trick you into thinking it's round? Who, it's who to pop- keep the people enslaved. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Huh? Because uh, <laughs> you don't want people like lemmings just walking off the edge of the earth. Just yes. Keep them away from the edge. <laughs> have you, <laughs> had, any, have you had any communication with the guy that like tried to launch himself up in the rocket to prove uh, flat Earth? Piper has retweeted him many times. Yeah. Nice. And all his footage, but we, he, we, we, he's not reached out yet. No? I wish. I hope soon. I I try to get him on my show. <laughs> It'd be great. Maybe yeah, Kyrie right. Irving could come on too. When so, I found, when he was playing for the Cavs, and I found out that he thought the Earth was flat, I was like, "How, how does the basketball make sense? To <laughs> how, how does he dribble? The, right? He's so good at that." The ring oh, actually is not even flat. Oh my gosh! Shh. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh no! There's a lot of more episodes coming. It's usually, like oh. this. I think I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those indie rings too. <laughs> oh yeah, there's peaks and valleys. Hey, so a lot of peaks, yeah. Hey man, you tore your bicep. I did, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I've done that before. That's why we were talking about it. Um, mine was kind of a freak thing. Like I was, my arm got hooked in the ropes as I was getting clotheslined out of the ring. And you know, I'd done that a million times. I didn't think much about it. And then all of a sudden, I just look when I got out of the ring, and it it just felt like a cloth tear. It was a it very subtle didn't thing. Burn? It didn't really burn. That well, it was in the middle of like the lucha taping, so yeah. I was like all ready to go. Sure. So I, it, it took a minute for it to set in, but then I knew right away because I was just talking to my my roommate Super Panda like earlier that day about his biceps. He was rehabbing it, and I'm yeah. like so nervous about biceps, and then I tear mine. It almost didn't seem real. It was it was tough to to deal with that at first, but like it's been like five weeks now, and the rehab's actually going real well, mm. and I've been able to train a lot more things that I was I thought it would. So yeah. I've been happy with that. Uh, so Ray like uh, Ray Mysterio. 
Yeah. Forrest bicep, and I want to say he did it the exact same way. Oh, really? Catching his self on the way out, you know. Damn. I, you know what? It's funny because it's like I'm. I don't know if I'll ever do that again unless I have to in like a rumble spot, right. you know. But I'll find another way out. I I just don't want to ever do that particular thing. Sure. Because, you know, I like to do a lot of flip things. I do gymnastics. But for some reason, I always hate going out of the ring, grabbing the ropes. Because yeah. it's just unpredictable. Because the ropes are always a little tighter, looser here or there, depending on the show. I don't know. And uh, this Chavo, I just, you know, he tore his at the WrestleCon. The, I guess it was the Impact versus Lucha show. Yeah. Catching a dive. Catching yeah. someone. So it's like going around, man. Careful. It's well, almost like what you guys it, are yeah. doing is dangerous. <laughs> I never thought that until now. Now you know. <laughs> so I was like, oh, great. But it's like my fourth surgery in wrestling. So... I've done it before. You just deal with it. Are you sure this is the right job for you? <laughs> <laughs> there are other things you could be doing. Well, my head still works, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, will you be involved in the? You will be involved in that. Yes, I'll be a part of it. Um, uh, which one are we talking about? The upcoming. Upcoming season. Right. Yeah, I, I was in like six episodes, so I, I will be a part of it. I have a real good couple matches. Actually, I'm excited about that will um, be out there for me. So it'll you know, probably air in. I guess it's starting in June. So yeah. probably in July, which I'll probably be pretty healthy by then. So it'll kind of coincide well. Hey, so hey, how's? Tri- Obviously, you're probably not in the ring training, but you guys have a ring in the backyard. Yeah, 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 I've been over there. Yeah, I've not I'm, gone I'm in the ring. But in the I'm, middle of Hollywood? No. Uh, we're in uh, Sherman Oaks. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, we have a ring. I live with uh, Taya and John Morrison. Yeah, they live uh, like half a mile from me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we have the ring in the backyard, which is great. You know, we're always able to you know train something. We have the crash pads. I haven't been able to do any of that. I get in there, and you know, I'm throwing some kicks and trying to beat you know, like X-Pac with the feet here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> trying to work on that aspect. That's all I got right Just now. Just tell your opponents to put their hands up. <laughs> That's how that works. Didn't I tell you that? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make a note of that one. Okay, yeah. It's probably for the best. Mm. But yeah, no, it's fun having the ring. You know, we, we used to get a lot of stuff done in there. You know, yeah. I like to train a lot. Uh, we don't like the bump ever in there. So we have like a no bump rule in the, in the <laughs> practice ring. But what about the, the, the crash pads? That for like trash tra- yes. and dives exactly. and stuff? Exactly. Or yeah, if we want to do any kind of moves on you know, that's what we use. Or a top rope yeah. moonsault or some all shit that, like all that. that. Something yeah. easy, like the top rope moonsault. <laughs> I never ever tried anything out on a crash pad. We never even thought about that. It's a great idea. I'm I, glad they incorporated it into wrestling training. This, well, I would, you know, everything I learned was so progressive, and because I'm so big, I feel like if I make a mistake, it's not like a guy who's 165 pounds making a mistake. If yeah. I land on my head, I'm done. I don't, I don't get back up. Go, oh, okay, I'm okay. So I've always been very meticulous about that kind of training i was the opposite i was yeah, just well, like yeah. i was just like you know to cost to the wind like it's not gonna be pretty but here we go wow you know man. yeah i mean if you it look works. at any of my dives they were nothing pretty about them oh man the one you wiped out on against razor ramon i remember yeah, that well, one yeah everyone does <laughs> <laughs> that's what i don't want to happen yeah so hey, hey again um the the specifics on the show yeah, Dogs Without Borders. Dogs Without Borders. We're going to be doing some giveaway stuff too, right? Oh, yeah. So starting today and probably going for a while now, if you retweet any of uh, the dogs on our Twitter and Instagram, because mm-hmm. there's some dogs specifically they're trying to play, place right now. Yeah. If you retweet those or repost those, Nuclear Heat Wrestling will get a hold of you, send you a message for a $10 discount on tickets. So yeah. that's pretty easy. You just retweet a picture of a dog, and you get 10 bucks off a ticket, and it's all going to help Dogs Without Borders. Yeah. That's a great idea. And yeah. we need to... You know, we we can't stress enough that you need to adopt and not shop. Yeah. Is, that, is that how you say it? Yeah. Adopt, don't shop. Yeah. Adopt, man. There's yeah, so exactly. many who need homes, and yeah. 
my family back in Cleveland is very involved with the dog thing back. I was just there for a week, and every day I met a new dog. And I'm like, how are there so many that are so nice? And that when they see you, they're wagging their tail. They love you. They're so loyal and excited. And the truth is, if they don't get adopted, they Dogs Without Borders work specifically with high-kill shelters, they yes. call them. And they don't give them a lot of time to be right. adopted. So Like days, right? Day, yeah, it's days. So. Yeah. And they bring them in from other countries, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 So when people think, oh, we'll just give them to this shelter to take care of them. Well, no. That's for maybe like a week or less, and then unfortunately they'll get put down unless someone adopts them. I just can't even imagine being that person that it's their job to put those dogs down. Awful. I can't even imagine it. It's not great. Oh, God. Yikes. So that's why Dogs Without Borders will work to help to home these dogs. So find a temporary place, a permanent place, a family for them, you know, and they'll deworm them like i said give them the shots neuter spay whatever all that kind of stuff so and that's just... why it's important to raise the money because yeah. these organizations this does cost money i work with another one called mm-hmm. care la and they bring dogs in from korea and yep, yep. that's that costs money and then everything they use at the shot so mm-hmm. at a, an event like this you're gonna have a great night yep. and all the money's going directly mm-hmm. to the dogs. yeah and it's gonna be we kind of want a rock and roll feel to it it's at a rock and roll venue it's gonna have badass matches with we try to find cool characters that people who aren't wrestling fans so maybe a lot of the dog community will come in and go yeah. oh this is nuts we have Brody King just yeah. going nuts I'm thinking I might I think, yeah. I'm, I think I'm thinking I might be there well we might have yeah. might have X-Bot oh, coming man. in That'd yeah pretty, pretty nice put yeah. your hands up Lula's gotta be there of yeah. course yeah, if, I'm, if I'm there she's there I mean, that's, right. I mean, that, that, that's yeah, how that, that works that adds another hundred people you right didn't there see, you didn't see her at the Hall of Fame Oh, I saw her. Yeah, yeah of course. Then, you know, in second row at second WrestleMania. Row, yeah. I thought you were going to give a speech. <laughs> yeah, we're going get to get her a custom gown for next year. She had one. She had a red sequin gown she on. She did? She sure did. Oh, wow. Damn straight. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, man. Uh, first of all, thank you for coming in. And um, really, thank you for doing this for the dogs. Well, we want to... That's huge to me, man. You're over huge. I mean, you were already over huge with me, but even more so now. We, we just <laughs> have a great pressure. network of <coughs> friends and talented people. We wanted to just do make something good happen. Yeah, put it of, all together. You know? Know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I definitely so we hope it goes like to, well. I definitely want to be a part of that. Hell so, yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having us on. And oh, yes, uh, do you want to take us out? Yeah. Christy? Are we are we done done? I we think we're back? done, right, Marcus? We're done done. Okay. Well, before well, before we let you go, Sean will be at uh, MCW this weekend in Joe Palm, Maryland. Go see him there. Uh, February 20th. Er, yeah. April 21st this weekend at MCW, and then uh, April 28th in Seattle for Defy Wrestling, defywrestling.com if you want tickets for that. And then May 2nd, you'll be in Vegas at the Cauliflower Alley Club. That's right, and uh, presenting Shawn Michaels with the Luthes Award. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Huge. Sh- Sh- um, uh, Scott and Kev will be there as well. Nice. Yeah. And what else was I just forgetting? Shit, I know it was something. We can post it on the Yeah, anyways. Video. All right. So that's about it. Uh, Ryan and uh, Judas, please tell everybody where to follow you at so they can yes. get the tickets. and uh, Check out uh, the Twitter for Nuclear Heat Wrestling is nuclear underscore heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, check me out at Hot Young Briley. I post everything. I'm Judas Draven on Instagram and Twitter. I'll be posting a lot of the stuff, too. We're going to be on Instagram doing some giveaway stuff, so you want to check us out there. And, yeah, yeah, follow Nuclear Heat on both as well. Uh You'll probably have something up too, like for people that follow the show. Yes. Uh, well, some, yeah, we some will. links that they that can check, and, check out. And on our Instagram yes. and all that stuff as well. well. Thanks big time for having us on. I'm um, really happy you guys came in. Oh, it's great. Real quick, where can they find you guys? 
Jimbo. Go ahead, Jimbo. Follow me on Twitter at Jimbo the Booth. Uh, use the hashtag Xbox One Two Three Sixty. Follow Sean on Twitter at The Real Xbox on Instagram Xbox One Two Three Sixty. Facebook Xbox One Two Three Sixty Show, and get your T-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com/slash Sean Waltman. And you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Uh, at Piper Jackson, the Earth is flat. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's not. <laughs> um, at Jay Quasto, uh, this weekend I'm at the Tempe Improv, and then Sunday we have Championship Wrestling from Arizona Television tapings at the Nile Theater, and of course you can watch Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every single week, depending on where you are in the country. So check it out. We're like providing you with so much entertainment. A hundred, they're on another wow. hundred markets. Uh, at one something point, like yes, that, right? it's hard to keep track. But. but I mean, something like that. That's pretty big. Anyways, hey. Okay, go, you can do this. Go ahead. <laughs> so go out in the world, enjoy wrestling, adopt dogs, hit me up at Christy Reports, and we will see you all next week. On Xbox One, two, three, sixty. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, Christy Olson, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at TheRealXbox and email us at Xbox12360Show at gmail.com. <laughs>